Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about how much car you can afford based on the stage of life that you're in. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So any person who spends any amount of time on social media will see and feel the pressure of constantly upgrading and vehicles are no different. And so it's so easy for us to justify our purchases based on those around us. And especially in this day and age where car payments are pushing almost $600 per month on average and terms have moved all the way up to about 70 months, it's important to figure out, okay, how much can you actually afford? And are you pushing the limits because of something that someone on social media, some family, some friend, uh, some some neighbor has purchased and now you are justifying. So people are buying more and more expensive vehicles on longer and longer terms and are stretching themselves out in order to accomplish buying that vehicle and paying that monthly payment. But oftentimes what ends up happening is that people don't factor in how much it actually costs to maintain the vehicle, how much it costs to insure the vehicle, how much depreciation they're going to be hit with, and how much fuel cost will increase or be adjusted based on that new purchase. So before buying that vehicle, it's important to take in a holistic approach of looking at the direct and indirect costs associated to that vehicle purchase. So today I wanted to talk about five aspects that people often don't look at when it comes to purchasing a new vehicle. So the first one comes down to your original investment. So oftentimes people don't look at the total investment they look at the monthly payment. And so they may see a lot of people driving similar vehicles. They may see their neighbors or their family members buying these vehicles, but they don't necessarily look at how much they cost. Now, if you follow a personality like Dave Ramsey, who encourages you to look at your annual income and look at 50% of that annual income and not spending any more than 50% on vehicles, on things that are going down in value. So when you're going through that process, or if you've gone through that process, you'll probably quickly figure out the fact that it is really hard to accomplish that, especially when paying cash for your vehicles. And so the first component, when you're looking at the original investment, the goal of course is to pay cash for something that is presumed to be depreciating and uh, and to work hard to make sure that you're not overextending yourself. And so I believe that's why Dave has set out that rule, that 50% rule of your annual income for vehicles. So the second component comes down to depreciation. Many people don't factor in depreciation because it is more or less a ghost expense. It is something that people don't realize until they go to sell that vehicle. So factoring in depreciation is so important to 
look at various resources, see which vehicle you're purchasing and whether its depreciation curve is above average or below average and how you can purchase a vehicle that has the smallest depreciation curve. So the third component to consider is maintenance. The maintenance cost above and beyond the manufacturer provided maintenance uh, that we discussed in a prior episode. And so this is looking at what that vehicle cost on an ongoing basis. So the fourth component comes down to how much that vehicle will cost to insure. Now we will be going through the different types of in car insurance and coverages in an upcoming episode, but what's important to look at here is how much the insurance may increase from your prior vehicle. So the fifth component comes down to fuel. As we continue to see gas prices climb, it's important to factor in what difference, if any, you will see at the pump by buying a different vehicle and considering that in your expenses. So let's go ahead and assume that you have a household income of $65,000 per year. Now, when you're looking at various indicators in regards to how much you should be spending in each quadrant or each category of your plan to spend, let's assume that you're going off of 10% for the transportation uh, category. So based on that, after taxes are taken out, you're looking at spending about $379 per month on transportation. So beyond that, you're going to break down that down further, looking at your fuel costs. So assuming this vehicle is going to get 25 miles per gallon, that you're going to drive about 10,000 miles per year or 833 miles per month and, uh, and looking at about $100 cost per month based on fuel alone, then factoring in the average insurance cost according to NerdWallet of $132. And then in addition to that, adding in a certain amount for that maintenance fund to maintain that vehicle of $50. So when you're looking at that, that only leaves you about $97, about $100 to spend on a car payment. So when you're looking at the average car payment being right around $600, that's gonna be untenable if you are following specific guidelines for your budget. So if you were actually following the uh, rule that Dave Ramsey sets forth and you're not exceeding that 50% mark of your annual income, you're going to not spend above $32,000 on that vehicle and, and the guideline is to pay cash for that vehicle. In this case, based on the figures, uh, based on spending 10% of your budget to transportation. So based on these figures, what is left over is spending about $6,000 on a vehicle. Now, for most, that would be deflating because of what you picture a $6,000 car looking like. And so what you want to consider is how you can continue driving the vehicle you have and and pay yourself as though you are paying yourself a car payment and putting that money away so that you can follow that rule of 50% of your annual income and, and maybe buying a $30,000 car uh, for cash rather than having to finance it. So if you are sitting at a car payment of around $600 like the average American, 
This scenario, making $65,000 a year, will put you in a position where you would be spending about 23% of your budget on transportation. Now, this doesn't factor in your spouse's vehicle or your kid's vehicle or a relative otherwise. So now it's your turn. What I would encourage you to do is to go ahead and average out your transportation costs and look at them from a month-to-month standpoint. So what I mean by that is take your car payment or car payments, take your your, uh, fuel costs, take your insurance costs for your vehicles, any Uber rides you take, any parking passes you have to purchase, or any toll roads you take, and factoring in all those transportation costs and adding them together, for an individual month and dividing that by your take-home pay. This will give you a percentage of your take-home pay that you're spending on transportation. So I encourage you to do that and look at multiple months. Don't just look at one, but look at multiple months to see what that percentage lies at, whether it's closer to that 10% mark or whether it's 25% but looking at that first and foremost. So my call to action today comes down to actually calculating this, actually figuring out what your transportation percentage is and figuring out, okay, what should it be? And and based on your income, figuring out, okay, am I spending too much on transportation based on 10% on a monthly basis for transportation or 50% of my annual salary uh, that, uh, that is not exceeded in order to purchase the vehicles of my household. And looking at that from a big picture perspective of whether you need to scale down or whether it may be time to improve your vehicles, to replace your vehicles with newer vehicles. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day. I'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, explore the Margin Membership, where me and my team will help you take the information you're learning and apply it to your life and your finances. I've built an interactive course that allows me and my team to come alongside people like you to help you revamp your finances and build margin into your life. Click the link in the description below for more information. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.